When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Trashy Divorces. My name is Stacy. Hey, friends. I'm Alicia. I am so excited you joined us today for this exciting episode. And who do you have for us? Oh, my gosh. Today. Talk to me. Everybody talks to her. Barbara <laughs> Walters. Uh, We're going to dive into the marital misadventures of Barbara Walters in short order. But before we do, we have so many exciting things happening. We got two things to tell you about. First up, Huge news, Stacey. Big news. Huge. We're having a live show. Where? Where are we having it? In your computer. What? Yeah, from your living room, on your phone, wherever. We're bringing all the trash pandas together from the comfort of your own wherever. Thursday, November the 3rd for an exclusive Trashy Divorces show broadcast right here from Trashy Divorces headquarters. This is not going to just be traditional divorce stories. We have special stuff planned for you. We really do. We're really excited. Hoping to make it interactive and fun. There's a comment section and we will be monitoring that. And yeah. Oh, it's going to be so good. The show November 3rd starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. But even if you can't attend live because you have something going on that night, your ticket will get you the ability to watch the show at any time for the week afterwards. Mm Mm-hmm. The link for tickets is moment.co slash trashy divorces. And we will also have the link in show notes. And we're telling you now because we want to get you the first news and a heck of a deal. Pre-sale tickets are now on sale. They're going to be on sale until Thursday. Just a limited window Mm -hmm. for cheap tickets for the low, low price. Eight bucks. Eight bucks. Eight dollars for two days. Ticket price is going to go up to $12 when that pre-sale window is over. Scoop them up now to get the trashy deal, y'all. It's going to be live. It's going to be interactive. There's going to be, there's an after party even. We're going to after party it up. Again, that's moment.co slash trashy divorces. Pre-sale tickets, $8 for a limited window. We hope you join us. We are really, really looking forward to this. Yeah, I think this is going to be fun. Next up, I do have this magic mirror. I want to give some shout outs. Oh my gosh. And thanks and praise to our newest supporters at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. Thanks so much for joining us, Christina D, Tanya E, Amy O, Martian, DS, and Louise B. Holy catch, y'all are amazing. Thanks for joining our Patreon community, getting ad-free bonus episodes, all the good stuff over there. Alicia, what needs to happen now for us to proceed with the trashy divorces of Barbara Walters? We gotta go, go, go. All right, Alicia, Barbara Walters was actually trending on Twitter last week. I was And I was concerned, but it turns out that people were just missing her on The View. Barbara Walters has been a household name as a pioneer in journalism for a long time, Mm -hmm. veteran interviewer. For decades, she was one of the most influential people in the news and entertainment industry. Absolutely. 
Barbara Walters is known for her casual yet direct style of interviewing and asking hard-hitting and personal questions. If you don't tell it to Howard Stern, you probably have told it to Barbara Walters. <laughs> for much of Barbara's career, she has held the reputation of getting the first interview from news figures or from well-known ones after a significant event or scandal had happened. She really was Barbara on the spot for like my entire childhood. 100%. Whenever anything big happened, Barbara Walters had the interview. The list of people who sat down with Barbara Walters and shared sensitive and emotional aspects of their lives is quite long. She's interviewed some of the most powerful, famous, and infamous people of her time, including Judy Garland, Lucille Ball, Barbara Streisand, Fidel Castro, Catherine Hepburn, Henry Kissinger, Muammar Gaddafi, Michael Jackson, Monica Lewinsky, Bernie Madoff, just to name a few. Sure. Barbara Walters has also been the subject of many parodies on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. The most famous of which was made famous by Gilda Radner in her character of Baba, Baba Wawa. Wawa. <laughs> this was followed up by Sherry O'Terry and Rachel Dratch as well with each lady emphasizing the rounding of Walter's R's and a hint of a lisp. We're not here to talk about any of that today. We're here to talk about Barbara Walter's X number of divorces. There's a whole scandal controversy about this. I can't wait to tell you about it, but we're going to get there at the end. Interesting. Okay, let's get into it. Barbara Jill, Barbara Jill Walters, was born September the 25th, 1929 in Boston. Her parents were Dina and Lou Walters. Lou Walters, Barbara's father, whoa, big deal. He had a lot of jobs in show business and entertainment. He was a booking agent and opens a club called the Latin Quarter in Boston. He'll open another Latin Quarter in New York City. There's the street that the Latin Quarter was on is named Lou Walters Way. Okay. He is huge. Uh, the Latin Quarter had showgirls. It's very Ziegfeld Follies. Frank Sinatra played there. Ella Fitzgerald played there. Like, it's a big deal, the Latin Quarter. That's Barbara Walters' father. So she's grown up in costumes are perfect. Dance routines are perfect. There's a show to present and put on. Lou Walters is also a successful Broadway producer for a time, which allows Barbara to gain a great deal of exposure to glamorous entertainers, which like a lot of kids, like, that's impressive. She loves it, Barbara does. All these entertainers give her a lot of attention. When she's a young child, they make her feel really special. Being around all these celebrities and performers will leave quite an impression <laughs> on young Barbara Jill, leaving her wanting a little bit more. Yeah. After successfully producing the Ziegfeld Follies uh, of 1943 on Broadway, Lou Walters was asked to become the entertainment director for the Tropicana Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Hmm. Big deal, Tropicana. Lou Walters will bring the Folie Bergere stage show from Paris to the Tropicana Casino's main stage. However, Barbara's father's career is a little bit unstable leaving the family's income volatile. It's one of those, we have everything. Sure. Or we're living on beans. There's not really an in-between. Yeah, feast and famine. I think that's pretty common in entertainment, unfortunately. Well, during this time, 
Lou Walters loses his nightclub and his other job sour and the family loses their penthouse on Central Park West. Hmm. The family's home, car and furniture were all repossessed. It's tough times. After moving around quite a bit, though, and attending several schools in her childhood, Barbara will graduate with a Bachelor of Arts degree in English from Sarah Lawrence College and will begin to chart her own course for success in New York City. Naturally, Barbara's father, Lou, his career played a major role in Barbara's life and motivations, not only because of its glamour or proximity to show business, but because of its instability. When Lou was successful, the family had lots of money, large homes, enjoyed all the luxuries that brings. But just as quickly, Lou would lose it and the family would become almost destitute. Again, this cycle happens a lot of times during Barbara's life. Barbara does have one sibling, an older sister named Jackie, who is developmentally disabled. Barbara loves her sister very much and feels a great deal of obligation to make sure Jackie and the entire family would be financially secure. So Barbara is motivated throughout her life to succeed, to save money. She never knew when things were going to turn back around or turn for the worse. She's very prudent, very cautious, very driven to success. Barbara always feels somewhere in the back of her mind that she will need to financially support her parents and sister which does end up becoming a reality. It's funny because she was born in 29, right? Mm -hmm. So she probably doesn't have particular memories of the Depression, but it sounds like her childhood really... Imago. Her parents will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Barbara, goodness, graduate of Sarah Lawrence with her fresh, shiny English degree. Barbara first begins working in an advertising agency. But she always knows she wants to get into journalism. So after about a year, she got a job with an NBC affiliate network and began writing. Writing will turn into producing. And by 1953, Barbara Walters is producing a 15-minute children's program called Ask the Camera. Hmm. After proving herself there for a few years, Barbara then becomes a writer of the morning show at CBS in 1955 and then a writer for Red Book Magazine as well. In 1961, Barbara Walters will join the Today Show at NBC as a writer and researcher. And from that position, Barbara would become the last of what was known as the Today Girl, capital Mm. D, capital G. The Today Girl was a position on the Today Show from 1952 to 1964 that is assigned there to just discuss Light topics. The Today Girl. Nothing controversial. Mm-hmm. Nothing heavy. Just yeah. cupcakes and milkshakes, right? What is this new trend of people adding sugar to their oatmeal? Well, mm. listen to some other notable Today Girls. This was a real legit job mm-hmm. for a decade. Lee Merriweather was a Today Girl. Florence Henderson, hmm. Estelle Parsons, and Maureen O'Sullivan wow. was a Today Girl. Barbara Walters would write in her memoir years later that the Today Girl position existed before feminism when it was believed that nobody would take a woman reporter seriously. Walters will go on to describe the position of the Today Girl as a quote-unquote tea pourer. Hmm. (laughs) 
But Barbara does her time at that job. After that, she'll become co-anchor with Hugh Downs in 1966. Why is Walters the last Today Girl? Because the position is eliminated after her with the changing of the times in the decade of the 60s. Sure. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's get to marriage number one. Mm. Robert Henry Katz is Barbara's first husband. Barbara will marry for the first time on June 20th, 1955 at the Plaza Hotel Mm. in New York City. Barbara is 22 years old. Her groom is Robert Henry Katz, known as Bob. Bobby Katz. Bobby Katz. He's a former Navy lieutenant turned business executive. Bobby Katz is 10 years older than Barbara. The couple met in Florida. Bob was working for his father, who was the largest manufacturer of children's hats in the country. (laughs) Because of this, Barbara will call him Cat's Hats. (laughs) Cat's Hats. But Barbara's not just dating old Bobby Cat's Hats. She's also dating another man at the time. Her other prospect was Henry Epstein, a man that she had met in France. Henry had already made a fortune in real estate, and he was living in a penthouse on Fifth Avenue. Hmm. So here's Barbara. She's got two men, total opposites. Henry is intelligent and intense. Bob Katz is kind of phlegmatic. He doesn't seem to have much of a passion about anything. Not even, not even Katz hats? Apparently not. <laughs> Barbara Walters will describe Henry as short and squat, and not half as physically attractive as Bob. Wow. So one guy... She goes with the hot, boring one instead of the dumpy, cool one. That's exactly right. Wow. Being young and thinking she's supposed to marry someone who she and all of her friends agreed was attractive and sexy. Barb. Barbara. Barbara turns down Henry when he proposes to her. Wow. Real estate mogul. Penthouse already. Barbara says no. Soon after, Barbara will accept a marriage proposal from Cat's Hats. She will admit in her memoir audition that this was a bad decision. Not not a good decision. She also reinforced that neither marriage would have worked. She said, I didn't know who I was, what I wanted, or where I was going, if anywhere. Young women like me graduated from college, got their first jobs, and then left to get married. Barbara knows, though, even before they get married, Barbara knows, she said the boredom she felt around Bob got so intense that she actually breaks the engagement off. Wow. Does Cat's Hats beg her to reconsider? No. Oh. Bobby's like, that's cool. Oh, God. I'm good with that. Like, he just easily accepts her rejection. But Barbara Walters, this just makes her mad. Now she's mad. Like... How can you be so nonchalant that I've rejected you? Now I have to marry you. She couldn't take the rejection and decided that she, in fact, would go ahead with the marriage to Bob Katz. She couldn't take his embrace of her rejection? Uh Uh-uh. She'll write, looking back, it all seems insane, but I know I did it. Maybe it was the 50s, you must get married mentality. Maybe it was my strong desire to stabilize my life. Okay. Keep up. Because after all this, misgivings hit her again, hard, two days before the wedding. Barbara goes to her mother and just shares all of her feelings. And her mom understands and is pretty sympathetic. Like, baby, I get it. 
if you don't want to marry him, you don't have to marry him. So Barbara, feeling a little bolstered, goes to daddy. Daddy is also sympathetic, but will also remind his daughter, Barbara, that everything had been booked for and paid for at the Plaza Hotel, and that the invitations had already been sent out a long time ago, and he finished by saying what you don't want to hear, but Barbara did hear, my darling, this happens to every bride. You'll feel better when it's over. Cat's hats attacks. Cat's hats attacks. So soon after, several hundred guests watch Barbara Walters marry Robert Katz at the Plaza Hotel. There is not much known about the Bobby Hatz Katz marriage, or him, most likely because he was an unknown at the time, and the marriage was very short. The couple split within a year. The marriage was annulled in 1957. Hmm. Interesting that it was annulled and not, not a divorce. Okay. This is the first unusual thing. Barbara Walters has willingly spoken about her other marriages, but Hats Cats, nope. She is unyielding in her refusal to speak about her first marriage and divorce. Tight-lipped, that's as much as we get hmm. about Bobby Cats. Interesting. We're going to come back with Hubby mm-hmm. 2 after a quick break. Okay. By take a breath. Find your hats, find your cats. We'll see you on the flip. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disentel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disentel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Barbara's going to meet her next husband when they are set up on a blind date in 1961. Lee Goober is a theater owner and theatrical producer, similar to Barbara's father. The pair date for about two years before marrying December 8th, 1963. Sadly, Barbara will suffer three miscarriages. 
and Barbara and Lee decide at that point to adopt a baby. In 1968, Barbara will welcome her daughter, Jacqueline Dina Goober. Jacqueline would be Barbara's only child. Now, Barbara's daughter, Jacqueline, will openly admit later in her life that she struggled very much being the daughter of a famous mother. Although she had a very privileged and even lavish childhood lifestyle, Jacqueline resents the spotlight and the demands of her mother's career. Pretty identifiable. Yeah. By the time that Jacqueline is a teenager, though, whoa, we are getting into some teenage rebellion. This causes mother and daughter to have a pretty tumultuous relationship. Jacqueline would sneak out in fishnet stockings to party at Studio 54, wander in about 4 a.m. Jacqueline often skips school, and the relationship with Barbara Walters continued to get more strained. Jacqueline Goober will tell NBC News, I always felt, you know, if we had, I don't know, a housekeeper that I could relate to more, that I could relate more to the housekeeper than I could the girls at my elite private school. Hmm. And I think that's why I felt different. The 80s were hard on everyone. Well, Barbara Walters says that she was not aware of the extent of the trouble and the angst that her daughter is feeling. Jane Polly asks Barbara Walters during an interview how one of the most probing questioners in the hmm. world didn't question her daughter. That's a good question. Barbara replies, you don't do that with your own child. I can sit down and do an interview with somebody. And of course I asked her questions, but I'm not going to ask a 13 year old the kinds of questions that you ask me. You just don't. Yeah. And I mean, how is a 13 year old going to communicate that they, you know, like what she's feeling is her normal. And so there's no, yeah, it's tough. Barbara continues, this is your child. I would say to her, how do you feel? Why are you sleeping? So you feel sick? I took her to a doctor. I was afraid she had a brain tumor. Mm. Poor Barbara. The mother-daughter relationship was not the only one suffering. Walters and Goober were having marital problems and decided to try a separation in 1972. The couple will reconcile and seem fine for a while, but it doesn't last very long. The reprieve is over. Barbara and Goober will divorce in 1976. Okay, so so the daughter sort of had a single mom. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. We got another relationship and another marriage. Mm-hmm. But by the time Jackie's in her late teens, Jackie's doing a lot of drugs, mm. including marijuana, methamphetamines, and quaaludes. Not being able to cope with living in the limelight, Jackie's going to pack her little bag and run away. Jackie will tell NBC News later that she hitchhiked 800 miles across the Southwest. Okay. Stranger danger. Super bad. Barbara Walters does not call the police on the advice of a friend. Like maybe you don't want the whole world out looking for your kid. Mm. Like I don't, I don't know why the friend advised Barbara not to contact the police, but Barbara did not. Jackie was gone without contacting her mother for over a month. Oh, my God. Before someone Jackie had hitchhiked with called Barbara Walters to let her know where her daughter was. Okay. Still. Tumultuous. must have been horrible for Barbara Walters and weird for Jackie. Very much so. 
But this is not trashy family therapy. We're here for the divorces. Before we get to the last marriage and divorce, I do want to bring up Barbara Walters' long-term relationship with Alan Greenspan. Oh, former Fed chair. That's it. As we all know, Barbara Walters, for as tumultuous as her family life is, her career continues to soar. Barbara's getting promotions, breaking glass ceilings, and making lots of money. Barbara's father dies in the late 1970s, but at this time, Barbara is still caring for her ailing mother and sister, who are now both having health issues and trouble adapting to their new stage of life. Now in her early 50s, Barbara Walters is dating Alan Greenspan. She had been divorced for 12 years and she can date whoever she wants. She really likes Greenspan's company. Alan Greenspan was not yet the chairman of the Federal Reserve, but was still working in the private sector as the CEO of Bear Stearns. He's got a type, doesn't he? He really does. He had very much wanted to marry Barbara Walters. Barbara will write, He was dear to me, and I felt I should take the plunge and marry him. The problem was that although he was the nicest, smartest man, I didn't think I was in love. Hmm. Walters breaks off that relationship with Alan Greenspan, realizing marriage to him would not work, but that doesn't stop. Alan G., he marries two times in his life. He has an early marriage quick in the 1950s. But now... The second marriage happened in 1997, post-breakup with Barbara Walters, Mm -hmm. to television journalist Andrea Mitchell. He is Mr. Andrea Mitchell. Yes. That is true. Tiny, tiny world. It is a tiny world. I don't know how many people know that little fact. I find that fact fascinating, and it's not bantied about unless you're in certain circles. I don't know how well known it is. We have a third marriage, this time to Merv Adelson. In the summer of 1984, Barbara meets the man who would end up being her third and fourth husband. Hmm. Interesting. Almost. Hold on to that. This is where the mystery comes in. But let's, let's do the, let's do the first marriage first. He was Lorimar Television CEO Merv Adelson. The couple met on a blind date. Barbara finds Merv very attractive saying he was sexy, funny, and charming, and to me, very California. Just the sort of man I'd seen in Vegas when my parents were living there and who didn't have any interest in me. At that very first dinner, Merv made a surprising confession to Barbara. He told her that the money he and his partner had used to form one of their companies came in part from the Teamsters Union Pension Fund. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So it was stolen? Well, the Teamsters had a reputation for being involved with the mob. The company in question was the La Costa Resort in Carlsbad, California. La Costa became a favorite with top celebrities like Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, but also with prominent members of the mafia. Merv will tell Barbara that Penthouse Magazine had run an article in 1975 implying that Merv Adelson was also associated with the mob. Now, Merv is telling her this to be upfront about the accusations. He feels like Barbara deserves to hear it from him. Merv goes on to say he had sued Penthouse for libel and lost the case in 1982, but he had been granted a new trial that was yet to happen. 
And since Barbara Walters was a public figure, Merv wanted her to know that it was possible that a relationship with him would taint, stain her reputation. I mean, that's thoughtful, I suppose. Well, Barbara appreciates his honesty. Thanks, Merv. I was awfully big of you to tell me and decides to move forward dating him. Although he had business ventures, Ol Merv was most well-known as the CEO of Lorimar. Now, Lorimar was a very powerful and successful production company during that time. Lorimar was responsible for such hot house shows like The Waltons, Eight is Enough, Dallas, Knott's Landing, and Falcon Crest. Okay. Lorimar was a big deal. After about a year of dating, the couple gets engaged while walking on the beach in Malibu. This is June 1985. And Barbara's plate at this time is more than full. She had a feverishly busy career, a troubled and rebellious teenage daughter, a mother and sister both ailing in health, and now Barbara will be embarking on a new marriage. Right after their engagement, Barbara's beloved sister Jackie dies of an aneurysm following a surgery. So terribly sad. Barbara begins to have doubts about the upcoming marriage. She feels like she's stretched very thin. She's concerned about the bi-coastal living the couple would have to do. And Barbara really is weary of marrying anyone in the entertainment industry since her experience with her father's career in show business was so negative. Mm -hmm. Problematically, Barbara's also a little concerned about their lack of common interests. Hmm. So it is on May 6th, 1986, that Barbara flies to California for the specific purpose of breaking off the engagement. She remembers the date because she didn't end up breaking up with him. In fact, just four days later, the couple will get married. Barbara realizes she loves him and wants to be with him, and they decide to marry quickly so she wouldn't change her mind again. Right, right. (laughs) That's good thinking, guys. She didn't even have a dress with her, so she borrowed one and took Valium before the ceremony. So you know it's good. (laughs) They married Merv and Barbara at the Beverly Hills home of some of their friends. Now, it is the third marriage for each of them. Adelson is one of the richest men in the industry at the time that he marries Barbara Walters. The wedding, not to put too fine a point on it, the wedding was merging one of the most famous journalists in the world and one of the most powerful men in entertainment. Just a month after the wedding, Lorimar would buy the MGM lot, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer lot, and Adelson would make the legendary Louis B. Mayer's former office his own. Wow. Yeah. Power move. Power move. Things continue to go well for Barbara professionally. She's one of the most respected journalists in the world and was sitting down regularly with world leaders and celebrities for coveted interviews. However, by the summer of 1990, four short years later, Barbara's marriage to Merv Adelson was running out of steam. In September of 1990, the couple decide to separate amicably. The divorce is finalized in 1992. The two remain friends, Merv and Barbara, respect each other after their marriage ended. Everything's fine. In 2015, Barbara Walters told Vanity Fair magazine that Merv was a kind, 
funny and thoughtful man. Here comes the trashy mystery. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. The rest of the story about Barbara Walters and Merv Adelson, because it is widely reported that the couple married two times. The dates for the first marriage are often listed as 1981 to 1984, which is objectively untrue because the couple does not meet until 1985. Their first marriage was probably in 1986 with the divorce in 1992. However, it has been a commonly held belief that the couple remarried again later in the 1990s and divorced a few years later. It is so widely believed that the story of these two marriages between them is listed on each of their Wikipedia pages and in many articles. But it's a lie. None of it's true. In her 2008 memoir, Audition, Barbara Walters only speaks about one marriage. Also, when Merv Adelson dies in 2015, the New York Times published a correction three days after his obituary originally ran, stating they had misstated Adelson's marital status. Hmm. Barbara Walters had sent the New York Times an email saying that the couple had only been married once and please correct your damn reporting. Without being able to prove otherwise, the New York Times published the retraction requested by Barbara Walters. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? It is commonly believed that they married and divorced twice, but nope. It's just a weird rumor that got started in the press that Barbara Walters is like, no, not true. Just the once. So strange. Isn't that a mystery? All right. Merv Adelson will go on to marry again soon afterward. He has two more children with his new wife, but all is not well with the once extremely wealthy media mogul. Old Merv invests in several dot-com ventures hmm. and ends up losing most of his $300 million fortune Yikes. when the economic bubble bursts. Merv ends up declaring bankruptcy in 2003. Yeah, I was going to say, which time which the bubble, bubble burst? Yeah, <laughs> okay, that one. All right, so back to Barbara here in 1993. Barbara embarks on one of her most successful and remembered annual television specials, Barbara Walters' 10 Most Fascinating People. This program would run until 2015 and was a ratings giant. It was a thing you just, you didn't miss. This gives Walters the opportunity to interview the most relevant, interesting, and controversial people, as well as have an enormous audience while doing it. Just a few folks who appeared on this yearly special included Maya Angelou, Hillary Clinton, Clint Eastwood, Rush Limbaugh, Jimmy Carter, Tom Hanks, Nelson Mandela, Rupert Murdoch, Ted Turner, JFK Jr., Rosie O'Donnell, Bill Clinton, Martha Stewart, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tiger Woods, Bill Gates, Mother Teresa, Monica Lewinsky, Oprah Winfrey, Kanye West, Anna Wintour, Donald Trump, Steve Jobs, The Kardashian Family, Prince Harry, Honey Boo Boo, Pope Francis, Elon Musk, Taylor Swift, Caitlyn Jenner. Just a few. The list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Needless to say, Barbara Walters has met nearly every notable person in the world and is pretty much a news legend. I mean, Honey Boo Boo came out of left field for me on that list. But, 
But it wasn't just her ongoing hosting work on 2020 and her specials that were keeping Barbara busy during this time, because she's done with marriage. In 1997, Barbara Walters will partner with producer Bill Getty to develop the daytime talk show, The View. Now, Barbara Walters will retire from being The View's co-host back in 2014, but The View continues still to be a popular daytime show even today. It is fair to say that it would be impossible to measure the impact that Barbara Walters has had on the world of journalism and news media. She paved the way for many women in the field of journalism and broadcast news. Barbara Walters is in the Television Hall of Fame. She also has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Barbara is ranked in the TV Guide 50 Greatest TV Stars of All Time list as well as winning countless awards and other recognitions along the way. As for her thoughts on why she was so much more successful in her career than in her marriages, she told ABC News in 2014, I don't think that I was very good at marriage. It may be that my career was just too important. It may have been that I was a difficult person to be married to, and I just seemed to be better alone. I'm not lonely. I'm alone. Barbara Walters, just two mere weeks ago, recently turned 93 years old, although she has not made a public appearance since 2016. The current rumors are that Barbara is suffering from advanced dementia, but no formal statement has been made by her representatives to either confirm or deny that. Hmm. But we have already seen that rumors follow her. Rumors do follow her. I think it's just so interesting, Mm -hmm. like... She had to write the New York Times to get a retraction because, y'all, that's not the way it happened. Right. It's so widely believed. It, It odd. Isn't that odd? Yeah. So Barbara Walters, three marriages, three divorces. Legend. Pioneer. Pioneer in the world of broadcasting, bringing everybody all the trash candy confidential. (laughs) We love it around here. Barbara Walters. That is. Thank you. She really is a beloved figure from, you know, from my childhood. I didn't realize that she had sort of gone underground after 2016. A little bit. A little bit. At the young age of 93. There was a lot walloped into that show. Today Girls. Yeah. Studio 54. Nightclub Acts. That was amazing. Mm. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. To the Barbara Walters Trashy Divorces Saga. Mm -hmm. You get all your Trash Candy Confidential from us. Don't forget pre-sale tickets. Yes. For the November 3rd live event on sale now for the ridiculously low price of eight bucks. Stacey, what's that link again? That is moment.co slash Trashy Divorces. We hope to see you there. We are really looking forward to it. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. November the 3rd. Mm -hmm. Huzzah. We're excited to see you there. This is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. We're looking forward to it. Until then, we're going to be back with you on Sunday Sunday with a brand new Trashy Divorces. And in between then, now and then, holy cow. Check us out at patreon.com slash Trashy Divorces, where we're always up to something. (laughs) That is entirely the truth. Everybody, thanks again for tuning in, for telling your friends about Trashy Divorces, for your kind reviews for your awesome emails, for just generally being awesome. We adore your trashy hearts. Until we meet again, 
Keep your hands clean, friends. Ah, keep those hearts trashy. Big love, everybody. Have a tremendous rest of the week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.